I've, I've given up on really trying to predict what exactly Jose is going to do. So I just going to keep my fingers crossed and, you know, keep my hopes up. I'm ready to be hurt, ready to be hurt again. On and, on and off the pitch, you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Keenan and Son, last thing about Tom, Keenan and Son have 80% of your guys' goals. If either of them get hurt, how, how scared are you? Oh, fuck. On today's footy corner, Firmino's stoppage time header puts Liverpool on top of the league, bringing out prime Mourinho post-match. Arsenal get yet another red card as they extend their stay in 15th. Ole and crew get another comeback away win. Fat Frank's Blues are struggling, and Pep is starting to show up as a bald fraud. Along with the typical predictions, Mount Rushmore and Gambling Corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Everything's going great. Um, got my Warzone dub. Um, woke up and ready to record. Got my coffee. How about you? Yeah, I'm loving it. It's Friday. It's the end of a, a bit of a stormy time. We had finals this week, so it's... Stormy I call time. it stormy time just because uh, a lot of meetings made. I didn't really sleep much the last couple days here, but hey, here we are. We uh, we had a fun recording this afternoon with yeah. a very uh, fun guest. Oh, yeah. Um, the king I, of uh, soccer pod. Right. Yeah. Especially here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, now we're going to go build gingerbread houses. So life yeah. can't be much better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that. Should we just jump straight into the interview? Yeah, but real hot take. Um, I miss the snow. The snow's got to start falling. Mate, you say that now, and it's going to snow, and you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? We'll see. Uh, we'll you know, wait. I'll say this. Because we don't travel as much. I want some snow football. <sighs> okay. Well, snow football is different than snow here. It is, mate. <laughs> no football can happen. Oh, you want to play it? I'm talking about like I thought you said watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't I have to snow it. here. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. All right, shall we All get right. to the? Shall we Let's get to get the right recording? Into it. All right. With that said, we're going to turn it over to our guest, Barstool Sam of Sam's Army Podcast. Uh, you could find him on Twitter at Sam's Army, or at least the podcast that is. So please have a listen. It's a, it's a great pod. Oh yeah. Thanks, All right. Man. Now off to Sam. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, uh, the host of a top soccer broadcast uh, of Sam's Army, Barstool Sam. Welcome to the show. How's everything going? Great. Great. Couldn't be better. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. The man, the myth, the legend, the man that grabbed soccer by the balls and brought it to Barstool. I love it. <laughs> I tried anyway. I tried. I very own as well. Love it. Love to see it. That's right. That's right, yeah, boys. Yeah, much appreciated having you on. Uh, just before we delve into some of the action, we always like to ask our guests when they come on, uh, as you have the American, American background, <laughs> I love it. I love the background. Awesome backdrop. What, what got you into becoming a Tottenham fan? Just curious. Yeah, it's a good question, right? It's, it's like the, um, it's the best question to ask a, an American soccer fan. Um, right. Cause everybody has their own way. Everybody has their own story. They got their own journey. Um, you know, mine is, there's no like real sort of sexy way to tell the story. I was, you know, growing up, I was always, you know, a fan of soccer, but I was more of a player, you know, I like, I just like loved playing the game and like European soccer wasn't really um, on TV here uh very much at all you had to like you know go through some sort of sketchy ass russian websites and get you know like uh you know the internet herpes to get there to get any sort of any sort of game so you know i i wasn't big on watching um that much and and i didn't have a team 
until probably partway, if not through most of the way through college, really. Um, so the way it came about is I was studying abroad in Scotland. I had a good friend who was studying abroad in London. He was studying with some Arsenal fans, and he became a big Arsenal fan because of that. Uh, me, you know, being the you know, sort of little bitch boyfriend that I am, picked, you know, the, the opposite team. I, it was more, there's more to it than that. Like I remember growing up and seeing some, some games of like, you know, that had Hotspur on the, on the screen. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, I just thought it was unique. I thought it was cool, uh, just different. So it's sort of that stuck in my mind. Uh, then my buddy, shout out to Eric, who's obviously uh, living a life of hell, uh, just like uh, half half your podcast at the moment, you know, dealing with the Arsenal um, season. But, uh, you know, so I half partially picked it from him. Then I like, you know, caught up with, or I basically fell in love with guys like Robbie Keane, uh, Dimitar Berbatov really was sort of the guy that the really, electric factory. That's for sure. Oh man. Berbatov, I love that. Still love that guy. Not at all. Um, it was weird though. Cause I, st- I, at the time and, and even now i still love Thierry Henry. He's probably my like maybe favorite player to watch play. So it's a little weird uh, having that love for Thierry Henry and just being a, a Spurs fan, but yeah, that's, that's sort of the long and the short of it. It's not, there's no real sexy way to tell that story, but there it is. First Tottenham fan I've I've met American that's was pre Clint Dempsey. Yes, fan. I was going to so, say a lot of the Tottenham fans that you hear about now it was Dempsey, it was Friedel, uh, a lot of the Americans that played yeah. Friedel yeah. American with the accent though we don't know <laughs> you know what American, the fuck's going on there. Over. That one always rubbed me a little wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never never loved that about him, but yeah, he's, he was he was a great player. I'll give him that. Yeah. Even for a non-athlete uh, goalkeeper. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm glad to hear, though, there was someone that, that became a fan before that. And right. That's exciting stuff. So, um, great story. And actually, you must have had good times over there. Um, it's funny you mentioned the love for Henri. Uh, actually, was it was seven years ago on this date, we made our first appearance at a Premier League match. Uh, we traveled to London together and... and Sadly enough, or interestingly enough, my first match ever was at White Hart Lane. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, it was White awesome. Hart Lane was... It was special, I think. And old school White Hart Lane. Did you yeah. ever get to go there quite often? Or? Yes, yes. Uh, we made a pilgrimage over there with some other uh, Spurs fans in, oh boy, probably a decade ago. I actually don't know the year. Uh, <laughs> it was it was soon after uh, our glorious um, cup winning year. So it was probably like 09 <laughs> or so uh, after we won the League Cup the make bleed cup as I call it in like 2008. Uh, yeah. And it was white heart lane, old white heart lane was, that was an interesting place. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting place. <laughs> trophy. RIP. Yes. RIP white heart lane. <laughs> yeah. A trophy might be getting some dust there, but, but you might be onto something this year. So I'll shut my mouth. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll let's, see. Yeah, let's move to the, let's move to the action. Really exciting game. I thought between you guys and Liverpool, uh, Liverpool got the 2-1 win on that late Firmino goal, uh, which actually was only the third time that Mourinho's side has faced a 90th minute or later game-winning goal against, and, and the other two times were against uh, Middlesbrough in 2006 with Viduka scoring. I don't know if you guys remember him. And Asahidi of Stoke scoring that late. Uh, but I think the key to here was, was his late comments. <laughs> Jose made some comments after the game. Oh, yeah, he was and, pissed. <laughs> I just want to go over them. Uh, you know, he said that, Tottenham were the better side. I just <laughs> this is like get, when I lose in FIFA, this is what I say, but yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get your guys' take, um, because some people do argue that while they might not have had possession, we know Jose teams don't have possession. Yeah. We know that that's how they play, and they like to get on the counter, and 
they had their chances. Bergwijn missed a couple chances. So I'll ask Sam first, since he's a guest, what, what was your take on, on Jose's statements? And do you agree with him? Well, number one, Jose is like the ultimate troll. Like he, he can just, he has this knack for saying things that make people mad. Uh, And I don't even think he, you know, has to like think about it. It just comes so naturally to him, Uh, a gift, if you will, uh, a special gift. Um, And I think part of it was just him being a a terrible loser and a troll, um, which I'm okay with both of those things, you know, being a terrible, I'm a terrible loser. So I'm not going to throw, you know, cast stones at him. Um, and the troll part, obviously I'm a huge troll, so I'm, I'm okay with that too. Um, I, but then, you know, the way I've thought about this a lot, cause, uh, we talked about it on our podcast too. And like the, I think that you can make a legitimate argument for both teams coming away from this game, thinking that they were the better team because they both played the styles they wanted. You know, Liverpool came out, I was just trying to pull up the stats. So here they are. So Liverpool had 76% possession to obviously 24. Total shots, they had 17 to 8. Chances created, 16 to 6. Accurate passes, this is ridiculous. 718 to 156. That fucking website. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, But, you know, so Liverpool played the, the way they like to play. And uh, they could feel like they had the ball the whole game. And, you know, they, they just sort of felt like in control of the game. And in a sense, they were. But there's the one stat that really stands out to me was the big chances. And that was four created by Tottenham, zero for Liverpool. So basically, they both came out and played their style that they were comfortable playing, that they wanted to play. And Liverpool ended up winning on, you know, a, a ridiculous deflection. And a core, you know, a set piece. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Eric Dyer falling down, uh, like yeah. uh, for no reason. I just don't even like in the 90th, whatever minute. Like, how are you gonna yeah. do that, man? How are you gonna do that? Uh, anyway, so they scored on a, a ridiculous deflection and a set piece goal. Whereas Tottenham and all their lack of possession, all their lack of sort of dominance um, of the ball, they had all of the good chances. Kane missed a sitter. Bergwijn missed a, essentially one on one. And so essentially the Spurs did exactly what Jose told them to do. And and they did exactly what he thought would be the best way for them to win. And they just missed some goals that I think, or they missed some, you know, chances that usually they'll put away. So he can come away feeling like, listen, we did everything we we wanted to do. And, you know, if we play this game, this exact game a hundred times, we will win more than we lose. Um, and so they can come away saying, you know, what? we were the better team. We just didn't win. Liverpool, on the other hand, can say, well, number one, we did win. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Number two, we didn't have half of our, you know, starting 11 out there. Uh, so, you know, both of these teams can come away saying, you know what? We were the, the being an optimist and, and just looking at it in, in their you know worldview. They can feel good about uh, the result, I would say. And again, this is coming from a Spurs fan too. So yeah, I was going to say a lot of a lot of friends that I have that are Spurs fans. They went straight to those dark thoughts immediately when the header <laughs> went in, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here as an Arsenal I fan. That group, I checked that group. It chat. was a bit rough. <laughs> sitting here as an Arsenal fan, I said, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm going to take my troll hat off here for a second. And team, you know, you guys look pretty good. You guys did better than I thought you would in that match because I thought a team that sits back and absorbs the pressure against a team like Liverpool that's really strong in their attacks with the little passes that they do. I thought they'd have trouble with them, but it was incredible and it worked out there. Arie, what was your take on, uh, on Liverpool, uh, on Jose's statements, first yeah, of all? Well, first of all, very similar to Sam. You know this growing up with me for my 25 years on this earth. 
I am a pain in the ass to deal with after a while. He is Jose Mourinho. I I fucking love (laughs) Jose Mourinho. I always have. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to not like how he played. But as you get older, you kind of appreciate it. And you see, like, you know what? He gets results. And if his team buys into his his tactics, then it works. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen him do the same tactic and pretty much break my heart, whether it was at Anfield, whether it was at Stamford Bridge, um, the fucking awful ties when he was at United. I mean, he's a nightmare for me personally. I wish like at one point in some wild world that he managed a team that I liked, but um, <laughs> no, I would, I, you know, it's what I expected. And you're right. I think possession in a game like this means nothing because that is exactly how, how Jose plays. That's always, always played. He was successful. I mean, you probably know better, better than us. And this is why we've always wanted a Spurs fan on the podcast because it, it feels like he veered away from that a little bit. Was it last year or something? Parts where like it. you saw possession going more towards Spurs side and like it was like it didn't seem like Jose's style of play, if you will. At least in the bigger games, right? In the bigger against against lesser teams, you want to hold a little maybe. more of the ball than twenty four percent. I don't know what it is, but it's just something clicked and, and he finally it feels like he went back to to the Jose Mourinho uh, of old and and now he, here he is fucking scaring the shit out of me. I mean, I was convinced it was a draw. I mean, if I would have cashed out if I had Liverpool money line, I would have cashed the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure, for sure. But I don't know. Uh, I lost my thought because I was just admire. Like honestly, um, well, speaking of their style of play, uh, so th- so my my only worry with that is against teams like and I, we saw you guys do it against Man City, played it perfectly. I thought you guys played this game pretty well. I mean, I, I know Arsenal's in fifteenth, but against. The team like that, you let them have possession and killed them on the oh, yeah. counter those two times. Um, one's taking advantage of party for some weird reason going off, but but we'll I'll talk about that another <laughs> day. That's really weird. I'm gonna ask this though. Against teams like we saw against maybe Crystal Palace, yeah. where you know you have the Spider-Man meme, you want to give them the ball and then they want to give you the ball back. They're like, no, we don't want it. Uh, <laughs> on a scale of on a scale of one to and I don't know if you guys caught the Tim Sherwood clip. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. On a scale of one to not being confident, but to a Tim Sherwood confidence, um, <laughs> how confident are you that that Tottenham can play like this against maybe lesser sides that we've seen them maybe struggle with? Like, like I said, pals, like Brighton, I think was another game this year that you know it didn't look so great. I mean, they got the result, but but how confident are you they could do this against some of the lesser sides? I don't know. I don't love that we do that. Um, you know, there's an argument to be made that you know, playing a similar style throughout is good. Cause you know, you, you become acclimated to it and you become more confident and comfortable with it. Uh, I would prefer if we could handle it to play a little bit more like, um, Pochettino, <laughs> like all the time, to be honest with you, I miss Poch so much. Um, but I, I get why Jose does what he does against teams like Chelsea, against teams like Liverpool, even against teams like, you know, 15th place Arsenal. Um, <laughs> where, you know, I get it. You know, if you, if you feel a little like uh, this team could give us some trouble, you know, his, his style with like eight behind the ball at all times and six in the box, you know, it makes it tough on, on teams to, to do anything. Like look at Liverpool, you had 76% possession and zero like legit chances. I hate, 
playing that way against Crystal Palace, against Brighton, against these teams. It caught us, it, it bit us in the ass. You mentioned how, you know, Jose's only given up um, game losing goals after 90th minute, like three times. But just a couple of days ago, we gave up a game tying goal in like the 89th minute um, against Palace. And that's the type of shit that's going to happen if we do that. Like, you know, it will happen hopefully a lot less than, um, you know, the haters would say, or basically the critics would suggest, but I don't know. I don't know how often it'll happen. And yeah, it makes me nervous. It just makes me, because we have the talent that we don't need to do that. So yeah, it, it, it does make me a little nervous. I do think, and I do hope, uh, this is me definitely saying from a place of hope here, uh, speaking hopefully that Palace would be like a lesson and he will let the guys, you know, actually play a little bit, take the take the, the leash off a little bit against teams like Palace, against teams like Brighton, um, and teams that you can, you know, Newcastle that you can go at and you should, um, you know, be able to beat just yeah. you know, going at them like that. And then I understand using Jose Ball against the Liverpools of the world. Um, I, I think there's a way to combine those two, and I hope that that's what we're gonna um, see going forward. But I, you know, I don't. I've I've given up on really trying to predict what exactly Jose is going to do. So I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and, you know, keep my hopes up. I'm ready to be hurt, ready to be hurt again. On and, on and off the pitch, you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Keenan and Son, last thing about Tom, Keenan and Son have 80% of your guys' goals. If either of them get hurt, how, how scared are you? Oh, fuck. <laughs> big time i mean like you can't you can't play the way that jose's playing if if we don't have guys like son and king like i don't even think you could do it with just one of them um you need those guys that can score uh if you give them a, a, a say three chances they're going to score two of them you have to have those guys in a jose Mourinho squad because if he's going to play this way we're only going to get you know four or five looks each game so you have to have you can't like a timo werner would oh, not work in oh, this God. in this yeah. in this uh squad he would he needs he puts himself in so many chances you know in so many good looks and and so many good spots and that's why he scores so many goals but his you know conversion rate has got to be about like two percent or something <laughs> that just wouldn't work in this type of team uh that's why son and kane are just like man they are they are they are unreal. I mean, um, and when Sun scored that first goal, before it happened, I knew it was there. Like, I don't know, when I saw him one-on-one with the goalie, I was like, fuck, there well, it is. My feet, <laughs> my, like, my, fuck. Feet, my feet didn't catch it. Like, the cameraman was sleeping. Or there was yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what it was all about. Yeah, YouTube TV can cut up sometimes, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I think it was the general feat of NBC Sports. And you know what the funny... It happened shortly after the, uh, the Liverpool goal, and I was like, all right, gut check time. Let's see what Tottenham's got. I sent that in the group chat. Sun <laughs> lays his cock out on the fucking... Did. On the pitch for me, and I... Yeah, I guess they got a little something. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I heard uh, top top of your power rankings is, is Liverpool as of your latest one. Uh, do you guys all agree that right now they're the team to team to beat with how they've been playing, even with all these injuries? I I did. Uh, you know, I thought about I thought about that power rankings long and hard um, <laughs> because you know you can make an argument that Liverpool. I did just I just made the argument that Tottenham you know mm-hmm. beat Liverpool and just somehow lost. Um, so you know. You could put Tottenham at number one. I put Liverpool at 1A and Tottenham at 1B right now. Yeah, Liverpool, I think long-term is for sure the team to beat because they're doing this. They're up three points on, on the league right now, and they're doing it without so many guys that, you know, it's it's just it's scary what they could do if they get and stay healthy this season. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, Liverpool is definitely the, the team to beat. You, you mentioned T.I. I I heard your guys, but you mentioned Tiago, like no one's even really thinking that he's totally forgot dudes in the FIFA world 11 yeah. and people just forgotten that. Oh, like not everybody, but just like dumbasses like me who've totally forgotten that like, he's like on Liverpool. Right. It's crazy. I mean, that's I'm just the one that constantly reminding him. He reminds me too. I forget. No, <laughs> no worries, man. I think it's a North London fan. Yeah. <laughs> But moving, you know, moving on to anything else you want to I say? Mean, I mean, no, but on that, I'd agree too. And I mean, I think we all understand that, like, you know, that's just how, how Tottenham's going to play. And oddly enough, I, I'd agree. And like, you can honestly make a point that Tottenham could have won, like even won that game, if it, like if it played out, you oh, know. Sure. And it did take that, that header. This is the only time I'm going to say it. That was lucky as shit. Like Bobby <laughs> Firmino, like who who's on the, like, he's, you, I'm complaining about him. I'm saying fucking put Yota. I mean, Yota's injured, but Firmino's on my last nerve, and, and for him to kind of pop up and do that, I mean, that was just kind of like, that's luck. That could have gone any way, and who knows how the season's going to play out. And for me personally, Tottenham's got the right manager. If you want to if you want to make some noise, I'm not going to like say anything or possibly jinx it, but you, you never Listen, know. we've played, you know, we've done a lot of good things with, uh, you know, Pochettino and done good things by playing beautiful soccer and being, you know, just entertaining. Like Spurs the last, like, say, five years have been just so much fun to watch, like so much fun to watch. We've had just fun seasons that never ended up being productive seasons. This could end up being a productive season, but it is definitely not going to be a fun season. Um, you know, there's going to be games like this that are just going to be just like, God damn it. <laughs> and I wanted to, and I want to ask you that, Sam, I was going to ask, um, I feel like you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, for example, when you guys made it to the champions league final, like you were just kind of like, all right, like we got here. Like that IX fucking thing was wild. Like man city was crazy. Off that. Yeah. Has like the mood kind of changed where you're like, okay, like we've been there. Like we've been so close there. We've been to the champions league final, like, Kind of similar to how this Liverpool squad was, how they finished second and whatnot, and then lost to Real Madrid in the in the Champions League final. Do you feel like the overall mood has changed with like not just the team, maybe the supporters too? Like, are you kind of ready to make that that leap and like, all right, like we're fucking here now. Like, let's take that next step. Yeah, I think that supporters. I hate calling them supporters fans. My bad. No, basically, no, no, it's totally fine. Just me. It's like my me. No, I got you. <laughs> um, the, you know, I think fans who have really been following the club for a while understand that, you know, the last five, six years, whatever, um, whereas we've been fun, we've been entertaining, we've actually done quite well finishing top four almost every year. Uh, that's been sort of an overachievement. Like people who know what has been going on in terms of like the spending and that sort of stuff know that Pochettino, like he did incredible things with uh, the money that he was given. And listen, money is everything in this world. Let's yeah. not, let's not uh, kid ourselves. So I think that Spurs fans perception of the team and our performance, uh, anybody who's really paying attention, not, and not just trying to banter understands that, you know, where we were coming from, you know, we've been doing good things by making the champ, just by making the champions league, not just the champions league final, just like qualifying for the champions league each year. It has been an achievement in and of itself playing the way we have has been something that has been to me just incredibly gratifying and a lot of fun. And I've taken, I've tried to send out tweets here and there just sort of being like, 
man, if you're a Spurs fan, you just got to like stop and smell the flowers here a little bit because, you know, this is new, new ground for us. Um, you know, not just when we like somehow miraculously tied our way through, you know, Man City and then beat Ajax in the Champions League to make the Champions League final. Obviously, that's sort of a once almost, I hope not, but might be a once in a lifetime type of run. Um but like just like the the wins that we were just racking up and finishing, say, second or third in a season is is pretty incredible for for what we where we came from and what we were what we had put into the club, we being Levy, essentially. And, you know, so I think everybody's perception of the club needed to have that in the back of your mind that, OK, yeah, right. We did, you know, basically get right up to the edge of like real success and never really got over that hump. Um, which is why sort of it's fun to banter about it that like we always lost. There was always like, you know, FA Cup, if FA Cup finals or, you know, League Cup finals or wherever, like, you know, games against Chelsea when we have a chance to win the league and or at least, you know, give Leicester a, a real run, you know, and we've always come close and then we always shit, our, shit the bed. Um, you just got to remember where we're coming from. So that's where it's, that has colored our perception of Spurs, Spurs performances over the last, say, five, six years. But now, you know, now we've got this new stadium, we've got like this new, it's a, it's a brand new day. And so the, the good in that is that we, our expectations are going up. The bad in that is that our expectations are going up. And so now if we don't actually come through with something um, in the next, I would say two seasons, like people, yeah, like I never in the last five, six years, I never got sort of uh, tired of, you know, almost winning and not winning um, and putting up another banner in the rafters. I, I never got tired of that. Like I was, I was still like, I understood sort of where we were coming from, where we're going. Now we've sort of got there. The, yeah. the club is there. So now if we don't, you know, actually um, put paid to, to some of the haters and actually win some silverware, people are going to, it's going to change. So the, yeah. the answer long, that was a long, it's a short answer to your question is yes. <laughs> things are different now and we are looking at the club in a different way and we will look at the results in a different way. And if Jose doesn't uh, come through, especially if we have to endure Jose ball for an entire season and we, <laughs> there's no payoff. Right. Yeah. People are going to, it's going to be a different um, gotcha. myself included. But kind of like what you're saying, you sometimes you don't know, you know, you got to enjoy that good moment because you don't know you're in it until you're out of it. Uh, and then you realize, oh man, why didn't I enjoy my soccer back then? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to do that in soccer though. Soccer is such, you know, there's, it just feels like uh, the pressure is always there. And it's just like, oh, I can't, I can't enjoy this. Like, I don't know if we're going to win or lose, but yeah, you do. You just got to like sort of stop and be like, man, they're, th- this is what I try to do. Just like, man, they're playing some beautiful soccer out there. Um, we're, we're like in the champions league. We're doing this. I just tried to like remind myself to stop and smell the flowers. Because <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Tough to do in, in the moment. Very <laughs> tough to do. For sure. Uh, you know, let's uh, briefly kind of going over some of the other stuff. Wolves to Chelsea. When you talked a little bit about Timo Werner, uh, Chelsea got a goal from the sexy beast, Olivier Giroud doing <laughs> his thing. Uh, and then of course, Wolves had their Portuguese crew come in and score the other goals. Uh, we had Podence and Nato scoring the late, late winner. I had Chelsea win draw. So that devastated me. Um, <laughs> But that said, uh, Chelsea hasn't beaten a team in the top 10. I don't know if it's, it has, has been said enough or not. Is that worrying? Is it worrying that they're screwing their chances up? Because like you said, someone like Werner's getting a lot of chances. Havertz had a little trouble kind of adjusting to the Premier League, but a lot of people have that at the beginning of their, their English Premier League seasons. But, you know, uh, is Chelsea a team, though, we should be worried about? I was high on them 
two games ago. And then these results have happened. Mind, then I found out they haven't beaten the top no, 10 team. No, mind you, I'm not letting you go from this. Two weeks ago, you were on with <laughs> Brian. You said they have a shot at the title. Brian's a Chelsea fan. You're I mean, damn. I think you're crazy for that, personally. Right now, this team, for me, can't. But we'll let Sam go. Uh, yeah, is it worrying, though, that, that they can't do this against top top opposition, Sam? Do you think they're in the hunt? I know you kicked them out of your your top four power rankings. Uh, Attaboy, Sam. That, so. that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't keep them in there after you lose to, you know, Everton and Wolves. Like, nothing – there's nothing wrong with, with losing to Everton and Wolves. They're both solid teams. We can get into Wolves maybe not being quite as solid without Ra- Raul, you know, right. Jimenez. But um, – yeah, I think it is a little troubling that they haven't beaten any top squads. I think the real issue is that, like, I thought coming in that their defense was going to be the problem, and here they can't score goals. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, you, you don't have Ziyech. He's out, so that that sucks. Um, obviously, you know, Pulisic's hammies are always touch and go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, the issues with, with Werner and uh, Havertz, are a problem um, and how you fit those guys together with Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud when they all sort of want to play in the same exact channels and the same exact spots, you know, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a challenging question that an experienced manager would have difficulty with. And I would say that, you know, Frank Lampard hasn't proven himself to be an experienced manager at this point. And so whether he can sort of unlock the the answers and figure out the riddle i don't know we'll see but yeah i think it is a trouble uh troubling that they haven't gotten results against good teams that's always been the knock on uh tottenham so maybe we <laughs> we're handing that that uh mantle off to, to them i guess maybe this season which you rubbed it hey, off. i'm okay with that yeah you rubbed it off on them in that match i think that you guys had you gave you handed the mantle i think ever since then they've They've struggled. If a little right. is your leading we, score, trust me, coming from a if he's your leading score, you're not you probably aren't gonna win the league. So are you just <laughs> take here? No, I, I just agree. I think I think right now they're just they just need more experience. I know that's you know, kind of a wild thing to say, you know, because anyone could pretty much do anything with regardless of age, but you know, as a manager, I think maybe Lampard needs to see more, do more at the top level and um like I want to see Pulisic so bad just consistently play because yeah. God damn, I love watching him play, but yeah, they just need more time to gel. Like this is their first season. They're all like fucking a bunch of college kids, realistically, just fucking trying to match <laughs> together. Like give them some time. Like I think in a couple of years when Tiago Silva goes to his retirement home and you know, all those guys have learned from him, the defensive defensemen and those guys up top um, work together. I think they'll be good. But right now, yeah, you know, they don't compete against like Liverpool, Tottenham, City for me personally. Before I touch on Wolves here a little bit, I, I'm very curious as to what Sam thought because you're a big Captain America guy. Uh, what did you so think of his? Be- what did you think of his beard <laughs> when he had it? I, you know, we, there were mixed mixed reviews before he got rid of it. What were your thoughts on his beard? Uh, I thought it was powerful, very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> sent him, sent the right message, I think. <laughs> Uh, so so he, and then he got rid of it so i don't know we'll see we'll see what he ends up doing but <laughs> open the best room a little bit of a transition to another american guy that people don't think about or remember owen odisoe getting an assist in this game getting in his first action for wolves that's exciting stuff i think for u.s fans uh, across so uh, how do you feel about him as a as a player in the future I think he's the, probably the most slept on, you know, young talent that the U.S. has. Like, we, nobody talks about him. We did, he did come in for the November camp and, and got uh, out there for the team, which was great to see. But, like, yeah, people, I don't think really that he's not on a lot of people's radars, especially more casual U.S. fans 
radars. I think he, I hope he will be. I mean, the guy looks like he's got all sorts of talents and physical gifts. And like, I don't know if you saw the Instagram post of him flexing. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, he's been an to run for his money. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the kid clearly has the tools. Um, and I mean, you know, on his debut for, for Wolves, he, he got an assist. So 19 years old. I, yeah. I think we're sleep. I think a lot of people have been sleeping on him and hopefully, hopefully not, uh, not much longer. Yeah, the future looks bright. I think for this this U.S. team, I just I'm just loving what I'm seeing, and I, I know you are too because you're a big big oh U.S. God, big yes. advocate there. Uh, <laughs> what is Wolves' ceiling with Raul? Without Raul, without, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, that's a good question. I I don't know. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're going to be in the Europa hunt without him. Um, I don't know if they've said specifically how long he's out for, but you know they they just paid a. a a ton of money for, for Silva, Fabio Silva, but he yeah. kids like, I don't know, 19. He's like yeah. sort of this, you know, that same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he couldn't even drink if he was in the U S right now. Right. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I would say they're still so solid. I've been like, I've been sort of high on them coming into the season. A lot of people I've been doing the podcast with like um, Mikey and Larry Nance jr. They really didn't like wolves coming into the season. So the fact they had, had been looking uh, okay, was was sort of I was giving them a lot of shit about that, but now they got with you know without Jimenez and who knows what what happens from here. I don't know. I, it, it's a team that I'm not sure where they go from from here. Um, yeah, I think and and me personally, I think even with Raúl, they were kind of struggling for that Europa League spot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think losing Yota helped them at all either. Oh, um, I think that was underrated how much it hurts them. Touched about talk, talk, talk yeah. about that too because they've had to put Traore out there to play wing back when you'd like him more up in the attack, I think. Yeah. And holy shit, was I naive on, on asking if Doherty was a, was a good signing. Cause I mean, the, the few times, the couple times I've seen him play, dude's a fucking dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that, that's hurt them too. But yeah. I agree. I agree with Sam. I think their hopes of Europa or, or get making it in Europe, especially with how yeah, the Premier League's no. shaping up this year, you got the Leicesters out there. You even have West Ham playing well. Hey, I mean, <laughs> the four foot 11 potents can only do so much, man. I'm a big potent. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm a, yeah I'm a big potent. Yeah, <laughs> but let's so let's move shout on. out to the short kings out there. He's repping us, man. There you go. Uh, let, <laughs> let's move on to Man City. I think there's a curious case here. They drew one one with West Brom, which was wild in my opinion. And they're another team. You know, Sam talked about uh, Chelsea having trouble. You know, thinking they're going to have trouble defensively, but being good defensively and struggling a bit on the offense. City to me is another team that they came into this match with seven straight clean sheets. They they you know to be fair, they didn't give up the goal. They scored on themselves. Uh, but you know, their, their <laughs> offense has really struggled and, you know, you think they've missed Aguero. That's the one thing they've missed all year. And is David Silver, was he really that, that integral that they didn't have a replacement for him? Because to me, they're not even creating that many chances. It's not like they have a guy up there missing a thousand chances like Chelsea with Werner, who's missing a bunch. They're just not, they're, they're creating some beautiful goals, but not as often as, as I've seen before. Uh, Sam, is that a problem that you're seeing with them too? their offense? Oh God, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. I said coming into the season that this was going to be like the Pep's biggest test because, you know, Pep, he's won everything under the sun, but he's always done it with the best team. Right. You know, they didn't have the best team coming in and it's clear they don't even have like, I don't even know if they're in the top three or four of best team, just talent wise right now. Yep. Um, 
So this is a big test for Pep, and right now he's failing it miserably, um, that, which may be a little harsh on him because what are they at? So they're on 20 points in ninth place right now. If they win this weekend, they, they could be up in fifth or something, fourth or fifth, something like that. So like it's not like they're in – not to you know keep harping on this, but not not like they're in 15th place right. of failing <laughs> relegation or anything. That's true. But you know, they, they're, they're not the city that we have come to – um, not love, but at least respect over the last, you know, half decade. What, what's wrong? I, I don't know. Um, Aguero is clearly missing. Aguero is clearly a big problem for them. He's been hurt all season. You know, we've sort of talked on, on our podcast about like, you know, when he comes back, is he going to be sort of the, the missing piece? You're right. When you said that, like, they haven't been creating all that many chances. Um, Gabby Jesus is, you know, we're talking about Werner not being clinical. Gabby Jesus missed too many as well. I was big on him last year, and then this year he hasn't been as good. I was telling Arin that when Aguero goes out, he's a he fraud Jesus, man. Fraud Jesus. Fraud. <laughs> he's I, still young. He's still young. So you expect him to, you know, sort of trending in, in, in the right direction. I haven't seen that trend too much. Um, but we'll see. You know, you never know. The, the real question is when Aguero comes back. And, yeah, he played a little bit in this game, but – whether he's 100%, I, I don't know. He certainly didn't look like it. Um, if he comes back and he's at 100% and City still looks like this, then they are in they are in a world of hurt. Um, yeah. But they do have January and they do have un- endless supplies of money. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens to them. I, I'm st- they're, as of last, uh, last time I checked anyway, they're still the Champions League favorite over That's Bayern true. Munich. So well, those odds are interesting. Those yeah. odds were very interesting. I heard <laughs> right. you guys mention it too. When I came out, I looked at it and I said, I, I don't know what I'm looking but at. But here's the thing. I mean, the past few years, they were the same thing. And we had our, our favorite favorite Canadian, Jeff Paris, remind us every year they're the favorites and they have not yeah. delivered. <laughs> our token Canadian listeners are yeah. Man City fans. So we have him uh, come yeah. on every once in a while. And uh, Arine loves getting into fights with him because he claims he doesn't care about City. As a Liverpool fan. No, they're but, not a real club to me. Just not, <laughs> not a real game. So I don't acknowledge them. And, and, and you've gone off on Pep a little bit. I'll ask you this right now. And, and Overrated. Around. Well, Honestly, so if he comes up empty-handed this year, meaning uh, in terms of Champions League and the Premier League, because they haven't won that now in, what, two years? Uh, or it would be two years. With that money, that squad, is he on the hot seat? I know he just signed an Dude, extension. of course. But he couldn't do it even with Bayern Munich when they had that fucking unreal squad. And, and I mean... <laughs> The Bundesliga has like one domestic cup and it's like you literally play like like the deep farms of like Munich is like your third. Like it's just not an excuse. You couldn't do it there. I don't think he's doing it at City. I mean, dudes had unlimited funds. His cure for this defense was um, Nathan Ake and Laporte, <laughs> which I'm not sold on. Like I think he's good, but I don't think he's nearly as good as people advertise. You know what I mean? Like, that that's just what I what I think. I don't. I think Pep's main struggle is like he can't have a balance, like to to compete against like top Champions League teams. So he can't he can't have a good offense and a good defense. If that makes sense, like it's always one or the other. And right now you're seeing like they can't score, but they're getting clean sheets. Right. And I don't know. The further he goes on with these teams, you notice they kind of digress. The teams that he adopts, he does really good with. And then when he starts bringing his own players, but Torres is a great player. That's one player I give him, all, yeah, unreal credit for because he's an amazing player. But that's the trend, and I mean, I've read Steven Gerrard's book and Zlatan's book, and I'm I'm on Team Fuck Pep. 
Fuck that guy. <laughs> no. Sam, pep, or pep out if you can't win any of those two competitions after this. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be interesting because if he doesn't win anything this season, he's the type of manager that would just be like, you know what, fuck this. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a perfectionist. So like, and he burns himself out. So that's like his MO. And if he goes through this entire season, we're just getting started. Like we got a huge Christmas or whatever holiday fixture list coming up. And then like in the spring, they're going to have champions league. They're going to have uh, all these other cups. Uh, you know, he's got a long haul ahead of him. And if he doesn't win like anything, especially anything, he could absolutely just be like, I'm out of this. I'm out. Um, the other sort of thing to keep in mind though, like maybe, maybe Messi comes in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a complete, it's a complete wild card. I don't think it's happening. Um, but you know, if the, if the, that endless supply of money is, is not nothing and Messi team, let's say team Messi has proven time and time again, that money speaks to them. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, that's just something trouble. to keep in mind. Obviously, if Messi but. goes to City, my I will I will legitimately sit down and question the existence of God. <laughs> I will be like everything that I believed in growing up. This fucking guy that since I was a little kid that I was like, what the? This guy is not even a human. I'd be like, and he joins Manchester City well, when the cheek is disgruntled and he hasn't won. He's got that that money. He's waving the bags in front of yeah, him. Man. What are you going to do, right? I mean, hey, you're a big sheep. Well, I mean, hey, if TK, if you she wanted that, in you said you didn't Arsenal, find that one wild terrorist owning uh, Newcastle. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you even had a nickname for ASL or some shit like that. I, no, I don't, I don't. Well, if the guy, I said, <laughs> the, you know, there was the talks about Newcastle getting taken over, uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah, you even had a nickname for this I guy. I know. I said bad things about him, but I said that if he took over in the soccer stuff, I'm sure their fans yes. would sit there and be excited about yeah. it because. You know, they're looking at, hey, my team's going to be great. He, What he did didn't affect me. And, and, that's and true, yeah. I, I'm not for it, but I'm saying their fans would have would have been okay with it. And that's kind of the thing. And Newcastle is, uh, is a club that I would – it would be cool to see kind of go back up. But, yeah, I mean, but, but before we move on, I do want to say, I don't want to leave off without saying RIP Slavin Bilic. Uh, gets the draw against Man City, gets canned. So, you know, this was a behind-the-scenes issue that they probably had at the club. Yeah. Uh, Big Sam is back. How do you guys feel about Big Sam? This is now what his eighth Premier League team, so he's he's kind of been around the block. Oh yeah, you know, big, oh, big yeah. Sam he's, guy. How, how do you feel about Big Sam? Sam, he's your namesake. Well, number one, number one, you're talking Newcastle. Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of big talk coming from a, a, a club you know who Bin Laden was a big fan of. So right. Just keep that. In <laughs> and that's uh, on on West Brom. Yeah, Village got done dirty. Those got done dirty. He, he, you know, he, he did what he, they asked him to do and get him up into the, you know, getting West Brom up into the the premiership, like faster than they were sort of projecting. And, you know, coming off of a a draw against uh, a team that, as we've talked about, endless supplies of money has has been filtered into the club. You know, it it felt, it felt a little weird, um, but West Brom pulls the trigger, you know, faster than just about any other club in the world. So no surprise there, I guess. Always, always a fan of Big Sam coming into the league. Um, You know, he's just, he's just a barrel of, a barrel of content. And uh, I'm shocked he came this early. He usually waits till February, you know, when he's done dancing in Ibiza all, all Christmas break, but good to have him, you know, Big Sam, he's got that track record where he, he, I don't think he's ever been relegated. Like he, he right. can always save a team. This may be, uh, we we're talking to 
Pep's biggest test. This is probably going to be his biggest test. So we got a lot of tests going on here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he does because, you know, West Brom doesn't feel like they're they're built to stick around right now. Yeah, we'll yeah see. it'll be it'll be the, like you said the ultimate test. Can Big Sam do it for for what an eighth time or whatever? He's and doing and it you time. and you mentioned it. Um, our first game, our first ever game that we we went to in in England. It was West Ham Tottenham. It was AVB against. Oh yeah, Big Sam was the manager. That's right. The dark days. The dark days of Tottenham. That was the year we went to White Hart Lane. They had like all the posters or like banners of all the new guys you had signed. I think you had just sold bail. It was like, um, (laughs) man, I'm I'm drawing blanks on the name. It was the German guy. It was Erickson. I was going to say Erickson was among was among the best that we. we uh, Was it Nabil Bentaleb? Was he one of them? Chadley. I mean, but like. Man, I'm trying to think of that one German guy that you were Holtby. huge on. Lewis, Lewis Holtby. Holtby. Yeah. Lewis Holtby, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't last thing. long. <laughs> to add to the wildness of that, I think Adebayor scored your goal that day. So it's just like, it just makes things. He celebrated crazy. on our end and you were like, fuck this guy. We <laughs> 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 got tickets in like the Spurs like family. Yeah, stuff. like and literally Hugo Lloris's like daughter and, and wife could have been in I, front like, of us. I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but I, and I, I was an idiot and had my Arsenal jersey on, but I had zipped up my North Face. So like, I'm like, I don't want to get killed today. <laughs> so like quietly, I had to like cheer when like West Ham, I just did a little like. And I, I stood up. Up for the for the Adaba Yorgo and I clapped and he was like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I'm just taking it in right now. <laughs> Try not to get killed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, speaking of speaking of Arsenal, I'll I'll talk about them a little bit here. One one with Southampton. And also speaking of tests, I mean it's gonna be a test for Mikel Arteta to not get a guy sent off again. I mean, this is just a big issue they've had all season. At least Aubameyang scored in the right goal this week. Uh, but of course. <laughs> Theo Walcott had to be the guy that scored for Southampton. So wild. And how he was, celebrated? Wild. Yeah, yeah. Loved I mean, yeah. It. It, was, <laughs> it was initial pain there, but my my thoughts, you know, go away from the match a little bit in terms of this discipline issue that Arsenal are having. Is this more on Mikel Arteta? And I know Arians talk a lot about the issues you think Mikel Arteta has well in this team, but when it happens that many times, surely he's said in the locker room, and, and some of it has to go on the players. What do, what do you think about that, Sam? Well, the Pepe and, and Granit Jaka red cards, like those, yeah. those are a different sort of universe than the Gabrielle red card. I thought it was kind of weak that, that Gabrielle uh, got sent off. But yeah, you know, three. What do they say? Three is, is more than a coincidence, right? So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think this is really on Arteta at this point. Like the the Jaka and the Pepe incidents are just profound stupidity profound <laughs> stupidity on their part um i mean especially shock like yeah, dude get the fuck out here with that um but you know I, I i so i think that gabrielle coming on the back end of that you, you almost got to give him a little bit of pass if it was gabrielle followed by the two stupid ones i'd be a little bit more concerned <laughs> but uh yeah no it's tough uh i, I will say I'm not in the business of giving Arsenal compliments, but like a one-one draw against Southampton. Southampton is a legit club this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I picked them to finish tenth, and I thought I was being sort of you know high on them, and now they're in like third place at the moment, um, and doing it in a way that looks like they're here to stay, not in third, but like you know in the top half of the table probably. Like that, they, they are a consistent squad and a consistent club, and in the losing, not losing, but okay, losing one-one. Uh, to Southampton with 10 guys like that. That's not anything to, uh, you know, 
to lose your shit over. I know that Arsenal fans, that's not really what you guys want to hear. You guys just want to lose your shit over anything. But, you know, I, as, as a Spurs fan, looking at that result, I was kind of like, that's not that bad. Yeah, I was going to say, all you have to do is watch is watch the videos that Troops puts out or that they put out on Troops. Uh, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I agree. With all things considered, it, it's been tough probably for Arsenal fans to see the positives. But all things considered, you're right. Against a team like Southampton that's been clinical this season, under the circumstances, you got to take that positive out. Going into it, though, an Arsenal fan, if you told him, hey, you, you know, you're drawing Southampton, you got, you know, you're going to end up being happy about it. I'm going to wonder what's happened in the past, you know, few months since we won the FA Cup, which wasn't that long ago. Uh, but it seems like that was that was ages ago. Um, I want to shift the attention over to Southampton, like you're saying, though. Uh, I was shocked that they did this all without Danny Ings. When Danny Ings got hurt, they stayed afloat. I mean, they may have even gone up the table a little bit. Yeah. Now he's back. Uh, and I'll put this on ring first. Do you think we'll be talking about Southampton in, in March about, you know, up for a European spot? Um, possibly. Um, I think him and Che Adams actually really work. You're well a Che Adams guy. <laughs> I used to not be. I mean, I love Danny Ings like forever. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, when Ings got injured, I think everyone, including me, expected them to kind of die. Mm -hmm. And then Che Adams with the wild name Che. I love that name. Um, this fucking comes out of nowhere and kind of takes the takes the mantle until Ings comes back, and then Ings comes back and hits a game winning pen. I'm just like, and then James Ward Prowse, Jesus, that guy is fucking lethal from from a free kick. I was I was telling you when he there was one where he like the free kick like curved and it like pocketed into the side netting. I'm like, I've never like I've seen some clean ass fucking free kicks, and mind you, from the goats obviously of of Beckham, of, of Messi, Ronaldo, but I've never seen some shit just pocket it like that. I'm like, this man is not human. Yeah. So, and you, shout out to you because it was like five, six years ago. I remember I was like, I love Jack Grealish. And then even after a beat, the visa incident with Grealish, <laughs> I was like, this is my fucking guy. Yeah. And when I was on Grealish, you were on the James Ward Cross train. Yeah. So it's finally paying off for you, uh, seeing him fucking killing it. But yeah, I like Southampton a lot. Actually, I'm going to say this right now. I'm embarrassed. You were you looked at me weird when I said it, so credit to you. I was like, man, they might get relegated this season. Oh my fucking god, am I a fucking clown for that? Holy shit! Takes exposed. I, yeah, I, actually, I, I was. You know, you said you were high on Southampton. Put them up at tenth. I actually had talked about them in our preview as a yeah. team to look out for as well. Yeah. And then when they lost the first match, I was like, man, I look stupid. Now, <laughs> you know, now it's looking much better for them. So, uh, Sam, you think in March that we'll be talking about them for a Europa spot? Maybe. I mean, this year, shit. I like <laughs> half, the, half. I like. I don't know, man. Almost everybody outside of, you know, the Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, Arsenal crew. Like, pretty much everybody's going to be in the mix for uh, some sort of European slot. It feels like this year. It's true. Just crazy, ridiculous. It's one of the wilder seasons. It's 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 out of control. Speaking of wilder, let's go to Sheffield two, United three. Ole's team, again, ships the first goal, comes back and wins it on the road, doing doing what they do best, I guess. And, you know, my question is, and I want to bring up Ole because, I mean, I know everyone brings up Ole every week, but is he – and he gets shit on a lot, let's face it. He, I think he gets shit on – you know what, he, what Ole's like? All right, so he kind of reminds me a little bit of – uh, before he won a national title, Ed Orgeron, I'm going to bring the NCAA football into this. Eddie O, he was known as like the uh, – uh, like the best interim coach, interim manager. Yeah. He'd always win when his back's up against the wall. And he'd do just enough to keep his job or get the job. Still doing and that. Then he'd, you know, and then he'd suck for a while, and then he's back. And then, So, you know, Ole kind of seems like that. But I will say, 
if you take out the European failure, the two matches that they really botched up to get into the next stage of Champions League, joining us in Europe, a shout out. Uh, <laughs> I will say he's looked, they look really good in the Premier League in terms of results. Are we being a bit harsh on Ole? Uh, you know, you look at them, they're, they've moved up the table very quietly. They're winning matches. W- what are your guys' thoughts on, on United, you know, threatening or starting to threaten maybe that top tier of teams? I mean, um, I'll just, just go yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, all right. I go. Um, I always said they had the talent, which is why I go at Ole. Cause, um, like all the United fans that we know are like, no, it's, it's like the higher ups. They can't, my, my point being is look, you got, for me, that talent that he's got on that team. I don't, I mean, Harry Maguire, sure. He's a little dodgy here and there, but he's a good defense, like center back in my honest opinion. Genuinely believe that you don't, I don't. Yeah, he's made some dumbass errors, but it's all right. I've seen Van Dyke do that too and, and whatnot. But um, <clears throat> I think there really isn't an excuse at this point. I mean, he's kind of got he's got depth. I mean, if he can if he can somehow come to terms with Pogba and really get Pogba to to play with this squad and really care about it, which I think is a manager's job. I think this is a top four team as far as as far as roster. And you can't really blame the higher ups for that. I mean, they brought in some pretty decent signings i'd like to think i mean wambasaka is a good guy and um i mean De Gea has been kind of dodgy here and there i mean they didn't bring him in but i just think it's up to ole at this point to get the best out of his players and just get the consistency i think that's where that's what a manager's role is i think that's what you put the manager on i mean um so i think i think definitely they have top four talent i and this is gonna be wild for me i hope they make it because i i kind of enjoy watching them i'm a big tony guy big tony martial guy he's fucking wild um (laughs) um, i don't know man he brings the tackers and i'm a big tucker guy so and and some crazy ass goals a bit like not near berbatov level but like kind of similar and i kind of i kind of fuck with that so they're a fun team to watch a lot of cool good young guys big fan of rashford is what he does but also a big fan of of greenwood and and trying to get a cheeky lay in, in Norway or wherever the fuck he was. I mean, I respect that. You're 18, you know, fuck it. But that's where I, that's where I stand. If, if they can't get, like, top four this year, I would, I would can away. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, the, I mean, they're only two points. If they get that game in hand, they're two points off first place, they'd be in second. Sam, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on how people are perceiving Man United and how they're really playing? Yeah, it's interesting because they are – you know, if you just table and you just look at the results just on Google or on the, on the computer, you're just sort of like, wow, it's not so bad, you know? Um, but if you watch them play, it's just, it feels like, I don't know, like they don't have a style. You're not really, you don't know what you're getting from them each week. You don't sort of know what, like the city in the game was just sort of like a microcosm. Of that. Like, what are you guys trying to do out there? Like, I don't, I, I could not figure it out. You know, so the results are, are not as bad as sort of what the, the I don't know, the public perception of, of what the team is. But yet, if you then take into account the talent, I think you're right. Top, probably top four talent there. So I don't know. You know, I think that it does come down to Ole. He's got these pieces. He just needs to fit them together right. Their midfield feels just something's not right. They got Vanderbeek, they got Pogba, they got Bruno, one of the best, mid, you know, sort of oh, yeah. tens in the league, if not the world. And it just, it doesn't feel like they are a team that knows what they're doing. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird, weird dynamic right now. I'm not, I'm just not convinced. I had him on power rankings at three. So I had them, yeah. after you get past Tottenham and, and uh, 
you know, Liverpool right now, I think there's arguments being made for about five or six teams, including West Ham, including Leicester, including Southampton. Yeah. Um, but I had I had United there. Yeah, they could fall, you know, all the way to the bottom with just a terrible performance, which they're clearly capable of. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think you're right that if they don't finish top four this year, um, maybe it's clear that that Ole isn't the guy. So, no, and I agree with you guys that they can they can either go. I mean, from here, they can stick to the top or they can just come crashing down. We've seen it. Teams look good for a few games and all of a sudden it just it goes awry. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, a team that that's shown that and I'm going to move on is Leicester. They kind of go up and down, up and down. They win like four games. They lose two, they win three, they lose. So they lost to Everton two nothing just very briefly is Everton back. It, you know, they won a couple games against uh, now, you know, Chelsea and now Leicester. Uh, they were struggling before it. Do you guys deem them back? Are they going to be something that's there? This is tough for me. So I'll let's say, all right. <laughs> It is. It is. Well, it's tough for me too, only because I'm not, I'm not sure because, (laughs) you know, I was huge on, on Everton coming into the season. Like I was very high on them. I loved the moves they made this summer. Their midfield just felt like it was just, they, they didn't bring in like a 30, you know, nine year old Wayne Rooney. They brought in like, you know, James Rodriguez, they brought in Alan, they brought in um, Decore. Like these were guys that like, this is the type of player they needed to, to rejuvenate uh, and refurbish and refresh that midfield. And then now we're, we're back to playing with, with Gilfie, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, James has been injured and all this other stuff. So, you know, we'll say Alan is now hurt, I believe. So he's not going to be there for a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. Everton, they, they, they were great coming out of the, out of the gate. Then they had a clear down swing and now they've beaten Chelsea and Leicester on the trot. So I'm like, I'm, I still love, I still like their team. Like, I still think they're going to be a good, you know, very good team all season. I like Ancelotti. He's been there, done that. I feel like they'll probably feed off that, but you know, we'll see. Um, they got a big, 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 big game this weekend. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arsenal, so. that's true we'll, that's see. we'll I, see i think that'll be telling for in a lot of ways <laughs> that is no that's true and we'll, we'll we'll touch on that i think in the predictions i i might shock you guys a little bit there but i you know to build on that they kind of worry me the only thing that would make me think that they stick around near the top is their manager it's carlo enchilada he's been through it he knows what he's doing but that alan injury is very worrying for me uh and james rodriguez to me started red hot the first month of the season had the injuries. And I think now we're hitting a stretch where he's, I don't think Hamas is really a cold weather guy. So now, you know, he's in England, he's got the rain. I mean, he can't do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke. So I'm a little worried that he's going to kind of fade away. I got rid of him on my fantasy team because, you know, I think his stock was tumbling real quick. And, and so that's what worries me about them. Like you said, we're, we're seeing Gilfie Sigurds and, you know, get minutes and, you know, we we've all seen him do well, but that might've been like five, six years ago. Uh, he's a little older. I mean, they could plug Decore in there, but, I don't know how, how, you know, he'd sustain over the course of a season. And I'm also a little worried that Lucas Digne is, is not, you know, still injured, not playing for them. I think he offered a lot for them out of that left back position. So it, it is a little worrying to me and I'm not as high. The only, you know, the only thing that could, that makes me think you know, they could get in there is if Richie goes off, continues to go off, DCL continues to go off, Calvert-Lewin. And if they can get Alex Awobi, I can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> to, to play well, like he did in some instances. But I, they worried me as a team. And, and I, you know, I guess I'm I'm not completely sold on them. Uh, how about yourself, Ryan? What would you say? Because it's a toss-up. It's like a coin flip here. Yeah, it's on the same way. Um, 
you know, obviously Carlo is my favorite manager of, of all time. Um, I think, I think, like you said, they have the right manager. Um, but I don't think for some reason, they just don't strike me as like, if we're talking top four, like, no, like, I don't think they'll make top four. Okay. Um, that's just kind of off the dome, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. Cause there's really no consistency, which is really odd for me with, with the personalities that they got on that squad and experience. And then obviously the manager. So, um, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll kind of see. That's, it's a tough team to, to tell. I mean, they're fun to watch, though. I mean, I'm a big Richarlison guy, so yeah. we'll see. Hopefully, kind of bags more in. Maybe Barcelona will spike interest in him again. <laughs> Barcelona spikes interest in everyone when they have two <laughs> games, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, Including, I guess, and um, I always make fun of his name, Inconden Bailey. What's his name? <laughs> Tangi and Dombele. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or he calls him Inconden Bailey. Yeah. Where that came from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were interested in him at some point. Yeah. I don't know if they still are. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Verdict's out on them, and I think it's also out on Leicester. It's just that roller coaster season for Leicester as well. Yeah. And I think we're all hesitant to, you know, put them up there, but it's like that with every team at this point, I think. Uh, quickly, West Ham won, Palace won. It, does Seb Aller have the goal of the season getting on his bike there? <laughs> what do you guys he might. That was nice. That yeah. was real nice. For me, yeah. I was impressed. I, you know, he's, he has been not good for a lot of the time he's been with. With West Ham, just to sort of put it nicely, but yeah, that goal, that was something. That yeah. was nice. It was it was incredible, and I think for a player who we all thought was going to do well coming in, had high you know you had high hopes for him, and just hasn't lived up to it. Maybe maybe that'll get him. He's had a better season this year. Maybe that'll that'll get him going in, in that regards. Uh, Leeds five, Newcastle two, crazy goal fest in that one. Uh, Bielsa ball in full display uh, going on there, and then a couple scoreless draws in Villa and Burnley. You know, nil-nil, Fulham, Brighton, nil-nil. Anything you guys want to mention about those matches or are you, you guys ready for predictions? Um, I'm kind of ready. I mean, like, it just shows what Leeds is capable of. They're just – they can lose 5-2 or win 5-2 every game. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, as you said, Bielsa ball. Uh, Aston Villa, the only thing that stood out to me was the fact that Grealish just absolutely dominated that game. He set up uh, – I think it was El Ghazi or something like eight different times <laughs> and sent him into, like, you know, row Z every single time. That must yeah. be real frustrating. For, uh, yeah. for Grealish, but man, he's he's good. That kid is yeah. good. You you live bet on that? They were they were completely outplaying him. That's Bro, why Tyrone Ming, Tyrone Mings is losing my respect. This <laughs> motherfucker had four to five just straight easy headers and couldn't get it in. I don't know. And then it's funny because right after the final whistle, whistle, you could hear Jack Grealish just scream, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, he's a player. Do you? Well, I guess real quickly before we move on, do you guys think they'll hold on to Grealish? In this, say the summertime comes, is he is he gone? Do you think they can hold on to him? Uh, part of me says I hope so, just because he genuinely loves that club, and it's something you don't see often. You know, someone legitimately just like staying for the love of the club. Um, he's he's a great guy too. But then another part of me is like, man, I really want to see this guy compete at the highest level. Like, I feel like he hasn't gotten or yeah, he hasn't gotten the recognition he kind of deserves from Southgate and the England team. Um, granted, I know they have a lot of great midfielders there but for me jack realish is just absolutely insane so um i don't know that's that's a tough one but i think either way as long as he doesn't go to man city i'll be happy <laughs> yeah, Sam, i think it just depends how if he sees some progress so they were in the relegation battle all last season they got out by the skin of their teeth if he sees some progress and you know the team is um in the right direction the the club the ownership has money so you know if he's seeing some sort of commitment from them i know that he wants to stay there if he can so yeah i hope he stays there too i like to see those guys that 
you know, come up through the system and are real uh, dyed in the wool, you know, guys with their club. You, you love to see those guys stick with their, yeah. with their, uh, with their loved, their beloved club. Yeah. yeah I, I hope he does too, because I think if they end up buying Barkley, I love watching him and Barkley play together in that midfield. They, they really create a lot out of that. So oh, yeah. we'll yeah, see what we'll do. Good That'd be a fun that. Ibiza trip too with those two. But <laughs> on a side note, while we're on this, it's a quick yay or nay, Sam. Uh, Harry Winks, yay or nay? Nay. <laughs> yeah, okay, go. good. All right, so uh, we all agree on that one. Uh, so let's go to week 14 predictions. So Sam, we, we run this every week. We do a, a winner, a score, and a goal scorer. And we have kind of a system we run, and we have a few listeners that, that will actually tweet in their, their, their results and their scores and goal scores. And we do like a little contest where we count up the scores. So by virtue of being a guest, you're now, you're now here in this contest. Um, so we'll just go over the matches. Uh, Crystal Palace hosts Liverpool in the early morning Saturday match. Uh, I've got, I'll go ahead and start with my prediction first. I got Palace one, Liverpool three. My goal scorer is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I'll go Liverpool two, Palace nil, uh, zero. Uh, and I'll have Salah, maybe, because you never know when a pen's going to get called these fucking days with VAR. So <laughs> I'll just say Salah. All right, so. uh, I actually got 3-1 Liverpool as well, uh, but I'm going with Mane. There you go. Sadio Mane, he does score a lot of goals on the road. He's been Sadio quiet. Mane. He's been quiet, so hopefully yeah. he gets going for them. Uh, Southampton host City. I don't. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it's a good <laughs> – I kind of hope it's a good match. I really oh. want to see a tight – Close match between these teams, but it could go either way. I, I got fucking hope so because we just talked up Southampton a little bit. Yeah, but but I, I just can't will myself to pick them to win or even draw. Yeah. I got Southampton one, City two, and I think Kevin De Bruyne is my best shot at goal score because I don't know who's scoring the goals for City. So maybe a pen or something like that. Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go one one, and I'll go Danny Ings. Oh, fuck okay. it, man. Yeah, yeah. I like Ings. that. Yeah. <laughs> I got 1-1 one, one as well. I got 1-1 one, one with Ings and Sterling. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, I, I'm hoping they could get, you know, we keep seeing cities tumble here. Maybe we'll be able to catch them. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal-Everton. Uh, <laughs> I, You know, the my heart says we're going to finally win a game. My head says 1-1 one, one, uh, because our defense has been okay. It's not our defense. We just can't score. And I think Aubameyang will score in the right goal this game. So I got 1-1. One, one. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is my goal scorer. Um, I'll go two nothing Everton, and I'll go Calvert Lewin with a goal. Ouch! Okay. <laughs> it feels like you're looking at my screen. I got two one Everton. Calvert Lewin is the, oh, the goal. There scorer. you go. Yeah, we get a, we get a few of these where it's like we you know sometimes we we'll have the panel on and everyone has the same scores. We're like great minds, I guess. Yeah. And we all get them wrong. So <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Newcastle hosts Fulham. I got Newcastle two Fulham nil. Callum Wilson is my goal scorer. Oh wow! Um, I got one one, and I Callum Wilson as well. I got I got two one Newcastle with a injury time winner for Yedlin. Oh, oh yes, love it. Love to see the American get on the score sheet. That'd be a beautiful thing. I'll definitely <laughs> if if he gets on the field, that'll be yeah. Upset, but that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Uh, Brighton hosting Sheffield United. Uh, I think it's still. I think Sheffield's going to continue to tumble. They're on pace for two point nine points in the entire season, which is less than a win. Uh, I got Brighton one Sheffield nil. And of course, I mean, it seems like all Arsenal former players are scoring. So why not Danny Welbeck? Oh, oh yeah. I got, I got two, two. 
and the master of shithousery this season, Neil yeah, Mape, with a goal. Neil Mape, fucking Neil Mape. <laughs> <laughs> I know how Pollard feels about Mape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, that's, that's no, no, no. you get, you get Mope. I, I actually have Mope scoring as well, so <laughs> we're on the same page there. I got one zero Brighton. Uh, the fact you got Sh- uh, Sheffield United scoring two goals in this game is hey McGoldrick. McGoldrick did it himself the other day. <laughs> Fuck! You never know. You, you that know, was more. That was more Dean Anderson saying, "Here, you ha- please have a goal." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that first one. That was a, that was bananas. I can't believe you gave that one. McGold- Speaking of McGoldrick, um, he scored two against uh, United. He scored one against Arsenal. I think he had a hat trick against Chelsea at one point. So he's. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, but yeah, I don't know. So them scoring two, <laughs> them scoring two, two games <laughs> in a row. Quick disclaimer: you, right? you are it's <laughs> wild. That is wild on your end. I think you know if you, if he scores two, I'll buy you Portillos. Oh, by the way, I don't owe you Portillos this week because your boy Ezekiel Ezra didn't no, fucking score. Eze, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy making fun of me for liking Eberichi Eze. I think he's a great. Player. What do you think of Eze, Sam? Just real quick aside here. Oh, I love him. I think he's great. I think he takes a lot of the pressure off of uh, off of Wilfried Zaha, which is you know is needed for them. Yeah, he seems like a real player. I, I'm. It's fun to watch him play. Yeah, he's electric in my opinion. I mean, it allows them to be able to sell Zaha to us, just saying. Uh, <laughs> Tottenham Leicester, um, you know, I always, when I pick you guys to win, bad things happen. So, I mean, if, if it does, get mad at me. I got Tottenham 2, Leicester 1, and you'd always, you know, I always safely pick Kane because he takes the pens, but Son is on some sort of a streak. I feel like, you know, Brennan Rodgers, he, he draws up good strategies, and they, they do a good job of sticking back, but I feel like Leicester might go for it a little too much here and leave themselves exposed. So I think Son's going to hit on the counter. 2-1 Spurs. Yeah, um, and I'm going to say not, you know, I, I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs. Um, and I'm, I want my heart says I want to go with, with Son because he's like a fucking puppy out there. You just want him to do good. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm going to go with like in the my – butcher? The butcher too, yeah. <laughs> he's got some sus moves. But – also, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Harry Kane. I think he's so in the worldwide scene. I think he's underrated, honestly. Personally, what I'm, what I'm. I mean, we rate him, but I don't think. I think he's a lot better than what people think. But I'm gonna go Harry Kane. Three one. All right, Sam, are you as high on Tottenham as we are? Uh, in general, or this week, or uh... <laughs> actually, yes, I'm scary. I'm scary confident in Spurs this week because. I don't have a very good reason for that because Leicester is a very good team. Um, but, and obviously they just lost Everton. They, they have these ups and downs. I think that, I think that this game is going to be a, a battle between, you know, two teams that play similar styles. And one of them is just better at basically everything. And I think that Tottenham will come out on top. I got three, one Tottenham with Bergwijn scoring. Oh, oh a little redemption game. A little redemption for Maybe he'll know where the ball's going this time. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I know. I, I got faith. I got faith. <laughs> United hosting leads at Old Trafford. They're at home, so be careful, guys. I got United 2 leads 2, and I think Patrick Bamford, it's a prime game for him to score again. So, I got I got 2-1 um, United, and I got uh, Rashford. All right. I got three, two United, the Manchester United, uh, Rashford and Harrison, Harrison for Leeds. Shout out Jack Harrison. Well, yeah. We yes, saw him man. live at a playoff match at, uh, I don't know. It wasn't a playoff no, game. Was mixing them up with, with Red Bulls. With Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> We've made like one playoff game in like eight years. And, and you keep thinking it was, uh, it was city. This is a Red Bull. I was a big Jack Harrison guy when he's here too. He's a Liverpool that's, fan. That's some pain we could take him together, right? That the fire. 
Oh God. Yeah. It's the, the season did not go to plan in many respects. I mean, I was looking forward, I was just dying to go see some games at Soldier Field and we couldn't do that. And the team didn't do very well. So yeah, it was a real kick in the pants, two, two kicks in the pants. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, mean, I, was, I had tickets. I was ready to go. We're, we're right across. We're literally right literally, across the street yeah. from Soldier Field. <laughs> so I was ready to go to like, I was ready to just barbecue on my balcony and then just go to every game and maybe get some cheese curds from Coles. Yeah. And then, oh, well, they're, they're uh, RIP. Yeah. RIP Coles. And, you know, was looking forward to <laughs> all that and had already bought tickets for the opener. And then, the, you know, that all hit. And yep. Also, shout out Van Bronico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's off to Montreal. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. Premier League, go here real quick. West Brom hosting Aston Villa. I'm sure you'll all be watching that one. I got West Brom two. I think Algazi will finally, just like Bergwijn, he missed his chances. Algazi missed some. He's going to score in this match. I like two one Villa, and you know what? Fuck it, man. Cristiano Algazi is what I call him. Let's fucking do it, baby. Cristiano Algazi. Earlier this year, I likened him to Ronaldo. Just <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Just call him Cristiano Algazi, mate. Hey, he just banged in the game-winning pen, pen not too long ago. So keep talking. Okay, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for this one, I, I I went back and forth on this one because I, you know, this is a game that you normally get like a dead cat bounce right out of the West Brom, uh, but I couldn't, I can't do it, I can't, I can't go with West Brom this one. I got to go Villa. We'll say two zero, and I mean El Ghazi. I got to go with El Ghazi. He had so many opportunities and he didn't put a single. You have to like, you just gotta. He's gonna score at some point. He just has to. Is Trezeguet still healthy? We call him a fraud because he has Trezeguet is not in his real name. This motherfucker just put Trezeguet in the back. (laughs) It sounds it sounds pretty. It makes you sound pretty legit. Like you're gonna pick like either some sort of Ronaldo or some sort of you know I N H O or you know Trezeguet. Pretty much like the three. Like, I just imagine myself going out there and just putting Messi on the back of my jersey. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this guy doing? It's not in his name. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, unreal. I mean, he's on the next level. He did. Respect, respect the confidence, though. That's true. Uh, Burnley Wolves. Uh, yeah, Burnley stinks. Uh, I got Burnley zero Wolves, too. And, uh, you know, I was going to pick Potence, but I like how Pedro Nato has been playing lately. So I'm going to go Pedro Nato. Yeah, I'm going to go Wolves one. It's going to be a boring one 0 Wolves, and I'll go Nato as well. That counterattack was was wild that yeah. they had at the end there. That last one yeah. bananas. Was, I feel like this is going to be like a comeback-to-earth game for Wolves. I got 1-1 with Connor Cody for, for oh. Wolves scoring. <laughs> Didn't he recently just get his first shot on target ever, I think, right? <laughs> I think it was probably on a corner, and that's how I'm like <laughs> – I can only imagine like that. that's how it would have to happen. And for once, he'll score, I think, on the right goal. I think he has an own – he's registered an own goal, but I don't think he's registered one for the right <laughs> There you go. This is the week. Now's the time. I watched him play for Liverpool for a bit too. Connor Cody. What a go. fucking guy. Chelsea, West Ham, last match of the week, uh, weekend. I got this is tricky. I feel like, you know, I was high on Chelsea and then they lost. So oddly enough, I've gotten a little lower on them. I think it's gonna be one one because West Ham is, is pretty good. They're kind of fun to watch. They're not bad. I got one one, and I'm picking uh baby Jesus. I'm picking Christian Pulisic. Wow, yeah. Two two. Yeah. And hopefully Pulisic plays and because we got Sam in here, I go fucking good. Yeah, baby Jesus. Let's go Pulisic. Fuck it, man. There we go. Captain America. I love it. I love it. You guys are going Pulisic before even me. Yeah. Um, I 
so I've I've already made like some of these picks. This is one included, so I can't I can't change my pick, unfortunately, <laughs> because I'm just going to go with you guys again. I've got two, I got two two draw. Uh, one one makes a lot of sense with with Chelsea the way Chelsea's defense has been playing, but I think I don't know. West Ham is just always 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 a dangerous game for Chelsea, uh, even when they're playing good and and they haven't been playing that well lately. So and West Ham is is sort of one of those underrated teams i feel like so yeah we'll get we'll get this will be a game where uh, antonio um scores for for west ham maybe two and for on the other side we'll go uh, timo Werner. he's gonna score one oh, okay, okay. I, have a, I have a bet with a, a chelsea friend who's on, who writes a lot in and has been on the show quite a bit if Werner doesn't score 12 league goals he has to do and he's not really good with shots he's got to do some malort shots so uh, <laughs> Cool. So he's hoping that you're correct. <laughs> I'm more out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's going to be a fun week. We'll see what happens. You always win those wild bets. Too. There was a point where for a week I had to change my uh, Instagram picture to Wilfried Zaha. And I had, I had a girl message me. She was like, what the fuck is your picture? It's scaring me. It was just Wolf Zaha's face. When, well, when Wolf Zaha gets really animated, he, like, you know, he gets really large. His up. eyes get about the size yeah. of, like, you know pies and yeah yes. I, I know what you're talking about. so i picked that picture for him and he had to have it for me yeah last year. It was, it's pretty nice we did you get laid did you get laid out of it <laughs> i posted a story about it and then they're like what the fuck's your picture i'm like wait what like i was out and i was like oh fuck it's will zaha's face right but, now but, you never got, but that girl never not with her no that was no was a not that one yeah no okay. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh, so let's round it out uh, with a Mount Rushmore. So saying we do we do Mount Rushmore here every once in a while because uh, people just love you know the, the randomness of picks and we throw some polls out there. Yeah, we have the classic robbery, but yeah. So yeah, it is <laughs> yeah. <a> robbery, but <laughs> it, it's always it always draws some good talk and banter. So oh, yeah. this week we're going to do Mount Rushmore of non Premier League teams. So it could be any club. It could be based on forum history. If you just like them, any non Premier League team uh, out there. And so since you're the guest, uh, the we do goat have- of Chicago podcast or of, of Chicago soccer podcast, and you got you got to pick. You so go first. Yeah. So we let you <laughs> order since it's a snake draft. Do you want to do first, second or third? Oh, I'll go first. All right. So we'll go first. And then before you make the pick, <laughs> you want, since he always beats me in these, you want to go second or third? I also want Sam to, to rate our uh, the U.S. Um, that different thing, but um, I'll go. I'll go second because I know uh, we probably have a mutual uh, team. Yep. So all right, so I'll go third there. All right, so Sam, you're up. Who is your first non-Premier League any soccer club in the entire world? Any okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna not go off the reservation. I'm gonna keep it real simple. I'm gonna go Chicago Fire. I'm gonna, yes. I'm back. I'm back in them. I know they've been love you know you, not so great. Love you, man. Uh, but like you know, we got the Soldier Field coming up. 2021. That's gonna be our year. You That's can bounce right. back real quick in MLS. This is it. This is our season. We we got this. Absolutely. For sure. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. I love that pick, and I hope you're right, because I've been waiting so long. It seems like since the Naperville days. It's been wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Who do you have? I think uh, I know who you're picking. Yeah. Um, some of the how you studied abroad in, in Scotland, you said I studied abroad a bit in Munich, Germany. So And, and you got me on the Bayern Munich train from a younger age. Yeah. So Bayern Munich. Um, I always have a soft, <laughs> soft spot for them. So, uh, yeah. You also, the fucking <laughs> nicest stadium ever, and the fucking tour guide played the Champions League music for us to walk. You know, the fucking. So cheesy. you walked into Champions. League. I walked in from all the at the Champions League movement, and Buddy was like, "You're in the front of the line." I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" This is <laughs> yeah, 
So Bayern Munich for me, uh, I'll, I'll my number one. It's a moment everyone dreams yeah, of. Yeah, dude, it was sick, like, bro. We all play that at home when yeah. the Champions League is starting. You all get yeah. your phones out. We know. We go on, <laughs> you pull up the YouTube or whatever and pull up Champions League music. And, um, oh, man. Yeah. Really yeah. Uh, you guys, so you guys really screwed me here because – Obviously, Arsenal <laughs> are top two teams, and then those are my next. Those are like those three. Arsenal, <laughs> those two are like my heart. I like oh, yeah. by that. So, man, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna just be a sellout. I just have to be a sellout now and take the uh, winningest team in Champions League history. I gotta take Real Madrid, 13, oh, 13 championships. I wouldn't take. I talk. <laughs> I wouldn't take you for that. I fucking grew up with you. What the hell? Well, I have to sell out now. I gotta go for the win. That's you guys wild. took my. You guys, hey, you guys are going glory chasing over yeah, here. Yeah, we're going with our actual. <laughs> really? What the fuck is this? Week in and week out, I picked my, my picks. I took pineapple on pizza one week. I took you know that was wild. <laughs> Damn, I hope you're not a fucking pineapple. It was guy. my last pick, to be fair. But I, I've gone with my heart. And I've been burned too many times. So now I'm going to be ruthless. <laughs> I'll take Real Madrid and I'll stick in Spain and take Barcelona with my second one. I mean, I I don't particularly yeah, like them. But Sam, successful. this is a prime glory chase for you on your hands here. <laughs> I hope this – I hope that we're not getting like voted or judged based on like our trophy hall because I'm not going to win this one. <laughs> no, it'll just be in general. Basically, whatever people, whatever people decide. And if you want – People that we've had guests that have come on, they've advertised for themselves. So you're you're more than welcome to put the poll out there and say, "Hey, vote for me," because we did a Christmas, a, a highly contested Christmas movies one, uh, you know, last episode with, with a couple of guests, and man, <laughs> they all pandered and, and they ended up beating. Me. Die Hard so, had my vote. That's yeah. why I voted. Uh, what I <laughs> we'll see. So who do you got? Who's your next team? <laughs> Side note: Nothing like getting plastic with your friends and watching Die Hard. <laughs> you Christmas time. Um, but my next pick: uh, AC Milan. Damn. Because um, their jerseys, when I was like a kid, I just loved their jerseys. And then um, I watched Al Sharawi and Balatali kill it for a little bit. And that's where I just kind of followed them pretty hard. So I'm going to go AC Milan. All right. Sam, you're up for two. Okay. I'll go Celtic. I like the uh, Because they were my team. Uh, well, they were one of two teams of mine while I was studying abroad. I had sort of Celtic. And I also had a smaller club. I won't. Put them in my top four at the moment. It was Partick Thistle. It was like the real oh, local and the, yeah. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, part so shout out Partick Thistle. But yeah, I'll go with uh, I go with Celtic. I had many a, a good times at the pub with uh, a lot of Celtic fans and also some some Ranger fans. Uh, none of them stabbed me, so uh, it was. A, I'm going to call that a win. Um, so that's my second pick, Celtic. So I go again, right? Yeah. Okay. So my third pick, I'm going. Uh, forward madison they're my they're my they're my real local squad i'm from madison originally um so yeah i i i've their color scheme is is pretty uh dope so i'm i'm all on the uh forward madison band bandwagon that's awesome you know shut up making noise lately too benny benny he's like an analytical guy for them and he's gonna listen to this so benny yeah we know a guy that he he works with their coaches there so and players players and personnel so and they've been you know i've heard a lot of great things they're making a lot of great progress they seem to be like the opposite of the fire we're kind of going down for it madison's making (laughs) well is he one of the guys for was he like peter will Uh, yeah I don't. He wasn't with Madison. Yeah, he was one of the founders of Ford Madison. Peter Wilt was. Yeah, good start when you have him around. He's he's a tough lad. So there you go. Yeah, I like that pick. Oh my god, you guys gonna hate me for this because this is prime fucking Judas territory here. But I like their owners and culture and everything. LAFC. 
Oh God! Yeah, did I tell you? Switched. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he was a fire fan, and then because don't say, of the was he a Chivas fan before he was a? Yeah, he was a fire was. Fan. <laughs> you were. You bought a. You bought an LAFC jersey, and he, he claimed that he had switched because uh, nice Hopman because of what Hopman had done. But and I have YouTube TV. It's it's in front oh of us. God, so got to respect <laughs> the YouTube TV. Go <laughs> this out there. All right, get out of here. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with a club <laughs> that I can get behind. I originally wasn't a huge fan, but I can get behind them because they're developing a lot of the U.S. players, and I can I, I love that. They did a lot with uh, Pulisic, and now they're doing it with Gio Reyna. Fucking love Gio so Reyna, go, by the way. I gotta go with Dortmund. I love what they're doing with our players and and a lot of other players, and they've been fun to watch, and uh, they had a, a great fan culture, too. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see that lately with what's been going on, but I just I gotta go by Dortmund, and uh, I guess I'm up for one more. Uh, and you guys have taken all my... Non-European side <laughs> note. If you don't like Giorreno, I'm canceling you out of my life. So we'll continue. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, I'll go with another team because I really like teams that develop. And I can respect this team. And they, they have won Champions League, but I don't, I'm don't. i not picking them based off this. I'm picking them based off the types of players they, they churn out. And I like Ajax quite a bit. Oh, Big Ajax fuck. guy. They were one of the first uh, – I actually had an Ajax jersey when I was like really young, not really knowing what they were. Damn. But I'm a big I, – I, I do like them. I went, I went to That's one of my – one of my first traveling practices before I knew about full kit wanker, uh, <laughs> oh, I no. went full kit Ajax to <laughs> practice. Was it Galaxy? Yeah, I went full kit. <laughs> you did the classic yeah, puke to, after the run. Yeah, in a full saw, kit. So a little side story. I played for Galaxy. Uh, it's a traveling club out here back in the day, and I, I'll never forget. I, I went, you know, after I paused playing for a bit, I went on a bit of a binge of like eating bad stuff. So I'd come home from school, you know, down those those Cheeto puffs. Those Cheeto is, puffs and then maybe the chimichanga or two. Yeah, or two. you know, cherry coke here or there. And I oh, went yeah. in my full kit. And after wind sprints, I'll never forget. I just puked orange everywhere. <laughs> in this full kit. Uh, uh, and I'm like, well, this is fucked. They're going to kick me out. <laughs> but no, they, I end up being the captain. They signed later. you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you go from puking on the first day orange to that, but. But Ajax just uh, brings back good memories, and, and they're a fun team to watch now again. It's it's nice to see that. It's nice to see they're not just a developmental team that they can win some matches too. So yeah, all right. Um, so for me, like obviously, I, I really I'm just really just really close to Liverpool and Bayern. But so during this quarantine, we got shut off from soccer, right? For a bit. For a bit, there was one team, one league that stayed afloat. Oh, oh, oh okay, I know you're going. And I became Facebook friends with their striker. Um, shout out Artem. I'm going to go with my boys FK Slutsk from the Belarus Premier League. Respect. Yeah. When everything was shut down, what did we have? FK Slutsk. That's yeah. what I woke up for. So fuck it. That's my last pick. They, I think they gained a lot of American fans. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it's because of their play, but. But yeah, that's Chicago fun. too. Facebook friends with them <laughs> up here. So yeah, there you go. Sam, what's your pick to round it round out? Round it out. Last pick here. I'll go with. Um, actually, it's similar to to Slutes or Sluts or yeah. whatever they are. Uh, I picked up this team in um, in basically in quarantine. So one of the last leagues that did shut down and was easily followable was uh liga mx mm -hmm. so i put out like i did all sorts of research and i put out like this blog on like how to pick like a liga mx team i've done that for some some other leagues as well mm -hmm. and i ended up falling in love with cruz azul 
Oh, no. Because, uh, you know, they are, they just have a long and distinguished history of shitting the bed. And, <laughs> you know, that basically, it sort of spoke to me. Um, and of course they, it, they followed it up by shitting the bed right. this, this, uh, this past week or two. So yeah, they, they, that really, there's a soft spot in my heart for a club that, that really knows how to go down in like a, a ball of flames. So Cruz Azul is my final pick. I was going to say, based off this result, you, I mean, it's it was perfect. also it's the Puma, the Puma thing, right? They were, were they down four nil and then they would, and they went up four nil. Is that, am I getting that right? With, with how they did recently? They, recently they, they were like the best team in the league or I don't know how you even say it. Um, yeah. But, and then, yeah, it was it three or four. They were just absolutely, I think it was, I think it was three zero. They were up maybe four yeah. zero. And yeah, the, the, the other team, Pumas or um, I think yeah. it was Pumas. Yeah, they came back and just oh yeah that I had already I had already picked them sort of as my Mexican team before then and that you know obviously sort of solidified crystallized my love for for their hilarious finding new and hilarious ways of of losing is like a Tottenham just mainstay so yeah that, that really really made me feel comfortable and, and at home being a Cruz Azul fan. Tottenham wasn't giving you enough pain recently, so you needed. Yeah, to- no, they haven't yeah. been. And so, like you know, I needed something to fill up that little hole in my heart. Oh yeah, I'll Who's give that That's my guys. Yeah, I'll give an honorable mention to Energetic BGU. <laughs> they were my Belarusian team, um, but I wish I, I got to pick a Liga MX team because I hear they might be merging with MLS in some regards here. There, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I guess. Uh, Sam, thanks a lot. I know we we went on for for long, but yeah, it took a lot of your time. Time flew, so we appreciate taking the time. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to have you on again sometime in the near future. Uh, we, we've had a lot of trouble getting Tottenham, Tottenham people on, but see, we're not, we're harmless. We don't bite. Uh, (laughs) I hear that I'm going to, you know, go off, but I mean, I'm (laughs) right now with with how we're playing. So we appreciate you coming on and and again, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll have you on again soon. Sounds great guys. Thanks for having me. We'll, we'll get a beer at uh, soldier field watching a game next season. Hopefully oh, God willing. Absolutely. My balcony is always open. I'll, I'll have the dogs ready. Bring the beer and let's, let's roll. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll bring the vaccine. You, you bring the beer. Let's do it. <laughs> that sounds better. Actually, let's do it. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sam. Again, a big thanks uh, to Sam's army for taking taking a lot of time out of his schedule there. Uh, he's busy on all fronts, and we really appreciate having him on and getting a Tottenham perspective on stuff. Again, you could listen to his podcast, uh, Sam's Army, uh, at and then the Twitter handle, at Sam's Army, uh, for that podcast. So, again, awesome having a fellow Chicago soccer fan on the show. Yeah. Uh, and with that wow, said. Wow, my neighbor just fucking. Oh, I thought that was Your toilet for once didn't make a noise. No, It no. behaved this episode. What happened? No, should I call it a noise complaint? Because I got, I got a noise complaint. Um after the Liverpool goal. Yeah. Well, that's well, wild. No, it's okay. That's, that is bananas because it's the middle of the afternoon. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, we'll just round this out. You know, we'll, we'll cover some of the player of the week stuff next week because it hasn't been a whole week. So let's let things ride a bit. Um, or we'll put it on the Twitter handle. You can see it. Where can, now, where can they find us? At the footy corner, too. I realize we didn't plug ourselves either. Nah. So that's fine. If you want also, to. Also, we're looking for a new. Um, Image yeah. or not image? No, uh, fucking icon. What yeah, the fuck you no, the, no. Album so, cover. Yes, the album cover. So if anyone <laughs> is inclined graphically and wants to help us out with the cover, yeah, shoot that over to us. We'll take a look. Um, we're looking to change. We've been looking to change it up now for a little bit, but yeah. we've just kind of been caught in the sauce. So let us know if you have that. You're busy with your classes. I'm, I'm just. Well, lazy. I'm not much. Of, we're not much of graphics people either. So we'll we'll see what happens there. <sighs> nah. Uh, but again, yeah, please let us know. Um, we'll post. 
all the results from the uh, predictions last week, the draft table. Everything will be on our Twitter. So at the Footy Corner too, go catch that. Uh, it's just that it's Friday. We're running a long time. We're just gonna we're, we gotta make gingerbread houses. So we'll just do a quick quick rendition here of the Gambling Corner. And uh, quick results last week. We all everyone lost money pretty much. I got six. I gained sixty two cents from my forays. You lost your five on the Brighton and United parlay, and it was Brighton's fault uh, for drawing. Steve lost four fifty. Um, he won on that West Brom plus two and a half. That was a wild right. shout. Yeah. And then Trevor lost three dollars on a Arsenal Southampton draw, along with a Leeds Newcastle draw parlay. Hit the first leg, didn't the second. Uh, overall, I'm in first twenty seven forty nine in the positive. Steve is plus 207. You're minus 346, <laughs> but you're in third. Trevor's in fourth at minus 2103. And Brian is in fifth with minus 3695. He took the weekend off. I don't Or the week off. I don't it's blame fine. him. So, again, if anyone has I gotta some... I got to play FIFA with Brian, too. Yeah, there you go. Caught him on. If, if anyone has some gambling corner picks, shout those out to us. Let us know what you think. If you yeah, have any games. I'll be honest with you. It, it's a little difficult this week. I, I picked two games. In honor of our guests, I'm, I'll take Tottenham plus 108. I'll put five bucks to win five forty in their match over Leicester. I feel good about that match yeah. for some reason. And I also like Newcastle over Fulham. Newcastle's plus one fifty five at home against Fulham, which is bananas to me. Joe Clinton, Callum Wilson. But you Fulham know what it is. Good run though. You can't. Alan Samaksaman uh, five to win seven seventy five. So those are my shouts this week. Do you have any? Yeah, I'm like? just gonna go ten and let's go. Let's do it on Tottenham. Okay. Uh, ten on Tottenham. It's plus one oh eight. So you'd win ten eighty. Let's do it. Okay. Yep. I'm back in the positives after this week, hopefully. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll get a bit, get up there. It's been. Di- I think it's been a difficult few weeks, and you'll see from our prediction, you know, from our a, scores and the predictions, yeah, yeah. you'll see that they're, they're but, low. I mean, low. I don't know how many people gamble. I mean, we don't gamble that much. Yeah. On on soccer, I've actually kind of. It's been parlays. It's I, been a rough three weeks, not just in soccer though. But yeah. I'm talking like everything. Well, you know what's funny? If I would have just. I'm plus twenty seven forty nine here. I definitely am not in you soccer. Know, you I should be, just do the picks. I say you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be taking risks in this gambling corner. You should wait till I pass you up and then start taking. Well, risks. but that's what I'm saying. If I just did what I do here, I'd be. I'd make yeah. money. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, cool stuff. You guys enjoy <laughs> the weekend. Good soccer coming up. Yeah. And uh, anything you want to add before we sign off? Uh, you know, with this. So Boxing Day. This is tactic. After, it's tactic. No. This after is a good this period. So we. So here's the catch. It is Boxing Day is the next Premier League set of matches after this, but in between it, there are cup matches. So we'll record my guess, honestly, is like Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think we can run a recording here after this week because the games here are on Monday, the last games of this week. So I'm, I'm thinking probably Tuesday we'll, we'll record. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then after that, enjoy your Christmas, Boxing Day. Then it's hectic. Mate, between Boxing Day and the next set of games, we literally have one day, like a one-day window. I think it's like December 27th or December 28th we have to record. So, and then it's like New Year's Day games, and then we're off for a bit. I chose the wrong time of the year also to start getting in, like, good shape because there's some good food coming up. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll enjoy ourselves a bit. Hope you guys have a good weekend. And with that said, let's go to someone having a better season than the former job he was at. Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. 
good evening.